The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Good evening and welcome to Inside Edge here on CNC3 and of course we also simulcast live on Freedom 106.5 SFM. Every Monday night the Inside Edge comes to you live powered by Tiger Tanks. I am Jassy Marik and as always I'm joined by former Trinidad and Tobago International Andre Lawrence. Andre, good evening and welcome. Good evening to you Jassy and welcome to another show. Yeah, we are uh, going to be discussing the regional Super 50 competition, the CG United Super 50 competition as it continues. It started last Monday right here in Trinidad, last Tuesday rather, right here in Trinidad and Tobago. And so far the results have gone according to plan at least for the home team. But there have also been quite a number of uh, some eye-opening results as well, including an opening day defeat by the, or for the defending champions, the Jamaica Scorpions. Of course, one of the other big results certainly would have seen the Westernese Academy, the young boys them. They put up a score in excess of 300 against CCC in a big win as well. Well, just on the weekend, the Red Force team, we got our second win. Of course, our first match of this tournament was abandoned due to rain against the CCC. But since then, we've been able to put up two wins, one against the Windward Islands Volcanoes, the other against the, um, against the Ghana Harpy Eagles. And that is usually a Caribbean rivalry. It means, Andre, that uh, before the end or before results of today's matches, the standings would have put Trinidad and Tobago right to the very top and we'll have a look at that uh, shortly just to show you where Trinidad and Tobago sits currently in comparison to the other seven teams in this competition and it's encouraging news for the Red Force and company. Yes yeah, certainly their bowling attack in particular I think looks pretty dangerous and uh, especially, especially the, twi the, the spin guys in Narain, Akilosane and Carrier uh, but certainly we've seen some good performances from uh, Keon Otley as well with the bat so some encouraging stuff for the Red Force a bit of name dropping there. Keon Otley will be joining us a little bit later in the program to talk about his rich form for the Red Force, which certainly has seen him cement a place at the top of the order. Um, but uh, Andre, looking at uh, what we just saw, the standings, still early days yet in this competition, of course, Robin phase to play and then the knockout phase. Um, but Trinidad and Tobago look really comfortable at home. Yeah, they look pretty comfortable. But you know, it's been amazing this tournament. Again, some of the younger teams, if you will, are showing some pretty good decent form uh, the Westernese Academy even the CCC team which is regarded as one of the more inexperienced teams they've been um, looking pretty good not all wins but certainly some encouraging performances around the region which is good news for West Indies cricket yeah definitely good news indeed and of course we are in on the search for that next wave that next generation of players given that the West Indies team did not qualify for the ongoing ICC World Cup some players have already put their hands up as some uh, as certainly prospects that we could invest in and look to in future yeah yeah certainly um, some exciting young talent seems to be around and I'm looking forward uh, to continue seeing some of that um, uh, come through in this tournament in particular yeah the likes of Teddy Bishop of course Naeem Young he would have gotten a 67 today uh, for the West Indies Academy team before that match against Barbados was rained out uh, Teddy Bishop a big 94 uh, earlier in the competition as well so some good scores coming through some good uh, bowling figures as well and of course um, definitely a, 
uh, encouraging signs from this younger crop. There still remains, though, that bone of contention as to some of the older heads remaining in some of the teams, not just the Trinidad and Tobago Red Force team. Of course, you'd see the Johnson Charles, the Andrew Fletchers, of course, still around in some of those other franchises up, up the islands. Uh, Chadwick Walton is the, uh, the leading wicket keeper for the Jamaica Scorpions. Your thought on, I guess, how do you find that balance? How, does, how do some of these teams find that balance? And, of course, how do the selectors look upon some of these older heads still uh, being able to, to compete at this level? I think fitness is a key part of it. And if these guys continue to perform at the highest level, uh, continue to get good scores, and you get the right mix or the right balance, as you alluded to shortly uh, ago, um, that's encouraging because uh, it can help the younger players grow and learn along the way. Um, but certainly, uh, fitness is the key. Um, if these guys, again, continue to show really good form and good fitness levels, so be it. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, uh, still, again, a bone of contention around the region, I would imagine, but definitely um, something to look forward to and, and look out for in future selections of the West Indies team. As mentioned, we'll be joined by Keon Otley in the second part of our show. He is the leading batsman so far in this year's CG United Super 50 Cup. But before we head to that, let's take a look at how the bowling figures have looked so far. Of course, as, as Andrew would have mentioned, some um, unknown or X-Factor players have been able to really give themselves um, a good argument towards the selectors and towards addressing the selectors. And as it stands, the number one player so far with 10 wickets already for the Leeward Islands Hurricanes is Dalian Dora, Daniel Dorham. Um, 10 wickets in three innings. Of course, that would have been before today's match um, against the, which ended a short while ago against the Guyana Amazon Warriors. The Guyana Happy Eagles I'm still in, in CPL mode, it seems. Um, but he is the leading we can take out number two we have um, uh, on that list some of the other players coming through Yannick Carrier the man from Trinidad and Tobago of course and he is with the Red Force nine wickets including a Pfeiffer in Trinidad and Tobago's last game against the Guyana Harpy Eagles and at number three Romario Shepard again from the Guyana Harpy Eagles seven wickets of course that's before today's game he got two more today so credit to him uh, for remaining in the in the eyes and minds of the cricket loving public and definitely of these selectors. Um, any of these names stand out for any particular reason to you, Andrew? Well, I like the consistency of Carrier. He picked up nine wickets over uh, two, two matches that were played um, that he got to bowl in. Got a five-wicket hole and another four-wicket hole. That's great to see. Um, the earlier bowler, is it Dolan? Dorham. Dorham yeah. uh, picked up a seven-wicket hole in his first game, and that's uh, pretty exciting news for the Leeward Islands. It's good to see Romario Shepard also in the wicket. It, wicket column uh, simply because the senior guys out there should lead the way and show the guys uh, what 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 it what it does uh, what it uh, takes to, to, to continue to perform at this level as they should uh, it always builds their confidence uh, Shepard is still a developing player uh, but certainly yeah this is good news to see some of the uh, even the older heads or I should say the more experienced heads doing well yeah definitely good news indeed Romario Shepard as mentioned that figure has uh, since 
since been updated. He's had nine wickets now, two more to get today against the Leeward Islands Hurricanes in a four-wicket win for the Guyana Harpy Eagles. Of course, Shafane Rutherford was the talk of the town in that match. He got 105 not out, and certainly as a player who's never who's not played too much uh, of this format um, in the region and at the West Indies level, he'll definitely be looking to address the selectors as well. But speaking of the run-getters, at the very top of the mountain is Keon Otley. We would have mentioned that he's joining us a little bit later on in our program, but for now, he's at the top of the run scorers list. 202 runs from three innings, 16 in his first innings in that game that was washed out against the CCC, but since then, he's come on really nicely. 134 not out against the Windwards, followed by 50-odd against the Ghana Happy Eagles on the weekend. Uh, 33 years old, left-arm batsman. Uh, one would have imagined that it was either him or Tion Webster at the top once Evan Lewis is fit. It's proven to be uh, Tion Webster, the sacrificial lamb, so to speak. Keon Utley holding his own at the top there, Andre. Yes, certainly. And what's good is that he's got his first 100. He's been a player that's gotten to 50 and got out, never really carried on. This time, he not only carried on to get 100, he got a, a decent score of 134 and also batted right through to the end to ensure that uh, the Red Force got over the line. So excellent from him and uh, would be uh, can't wait to chat with him a little bit later. Yeah, let's continue to look at some of the top run scorers in this year's edition of the tournament so far. As mentioned, Keon Otley right there at the very top in second position. A young, exciting West Indies prospect in Alec Athenes representing the Windward Islands Volcanoes. 179 runs to his credit so far in three innings and definitely you expect him to be there or thereabouts given the promise that he's shown earlier in the in the year the calendar year uh, for the West Indies team and I like what you said there about showing promise the good thing about showing promise is that you continue to score runs you continue to keep your name in the limelight and he's done exactly that he's also been quite handy with the ball uh, not taking a lot of wickets but um, it's good to see that he's developing his all-round game because that's important with all format players which he seems to be one that's developed right now. Yeah, and the third man making a case for the lefties in this year's competition so far, Darren Bravo. He's number three in uh, the run scorers list or on the run scorers list so far. Um, and again, as, as mentioned, he's the captain of this team. Certainly has come good for the Red Force so far. 157 runs in his uh, innings played so far. Trying to make a statement to the selectors, but what is good is that I've heard a couple interviews from him, and he talks about taking on the responsibility of the captain and trying to lead from the front. And that is exactly what you want uh, from a leader, particularly in regional cricket. So great to see from Darren Bravo, and hope he gets some more runs. Yeah, honourable mention in that run scorers list to Johan Jeremiah of the CCC team, 137 runs, and of course Teddy Bishop, the young young Barbadian who would have played uh, at the under 19 level for the West Indies and certainly been earmarked as a future West Indies player for the West Indies Academy in this edition, 124 runs. We continue to to talk about the CG United Super 50 Cup after a short break. Joining us from the team residence will be Yannick Otley, or rather uh, Keon Otley, this year's so far top run scorer in the competition. Stay with us. We'll be back here with more Inside Edge. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.
Welcome back to Inside Edge here on CNC3, simulcast on Freedom 106.5 FM, powered by Tiger Tanks. We continue to look at this year's CG United Super 50 Cup, and in particular, the performance of the Trinidad and Tobago Red Force team, the host team for all of this year's competition, of course. Remember, it's being held right here in Trinidad and Tobago up until the final on November 11th. So it's important that you continue to follow the fortunes of the home team, and certainly all of the teams involved in this year's competition. As promised earlier, we are joined by the leading run scorer for this year's competition. At this point, after three matches played, the Trinidad and Tobago Red Force's very own Keon Utley. Keon, good evening and welcome to Inside Edge. Good night, Jesse. Good night, Andrew. Now, Keon, of course, uh, I, I, let me get it out of the way. A schoolmate of mine, you would have kept me out of the QRC 11 for quite a number of years. As a matter of fact, for all of my school life, I was never able to make a QRC 11 in cricket. But, Keon, your form in this year's competition certainly uh, must be pleasing to you and all of your teammates. Yeah, it has been a good start to me so far in the tournament. Um, it's just a matter of me continuing through the tournament and helping my team going through the tournament so we can keep that momentum. A left-handed batter at the very top of the order, Keon. Uh, what would have been, I guess, the discussions surrounding your role in this team going into the start of the season, especially with the likes of Evan Lewis returning to the Red Force team after a two-year absence? Uh, the fact that, of course, a very capable at the top tier on Webster. Even Mark Dial offers an option. What, what was the discussion uh, with your particular role? Um, basically, my role will be just um, similar to what I did last year, that would be um, giving the team a good start. Um, but what the coaches wanted me to do more this year was, instead of getting the starts, um, the coaches wanted me to be more responsible and carry on. And what I did in um, the game against win was exactly what they were asking for. So I'm just thankful for that. Come to the inside edge again, uh, Keon. So tell me a little bit more. I mean, the mood in the camp must be really upbeat. Uh, the bowling attack to me looks pretty strong. Uh, do, you have, do you think you have a, a very good chance at going all the way and winning this title this year? How confident are you? Um, yeah, we won two games, one washed out. Um, everyone is in high spirits. I think, um, well, we have a very good bowling attack. Um, led by Shannon Gabriel, Jaden Seas, Terence Hines, and well, we have the spinners in Sunanarain, Aki Lucina, and Yannikaria, which I think it makes up a formidable, formidable attack. Um, I'd say we'll just like to take it one game at a time. Don't want to um, rush anything. Okay, but one game at a time. Leading but, uh, uh, this, this tournament to me is, is, is critical, really, with that bowling form and the form of the Red Force team. Why I say that is that we, after this, we're heading straight into the first-class season uh, late this year or early into next, next year. And uh, the Red Force team and, and has not won a regional title since the 2005-2006 season under Darren Ganga. Uh, what do you think are the chances of the team getting to be more successful going into the new year, the new first-class season? I would say... Um we still want to take it in stages. Um, after we get past this Super 50, I think um, we'll have some work to do in the 40 um, preparation. And once we um, 
once we once we put in that work, we'll have the con. I think I think next year for four year, it could be our year for the for the um championship. Okay, let's uh, zero back in on, on your form a, a little bit. You mentioned, you know, um, last last season, and even Andrew touched on it earlier, um, your ability to get starts without quite being able to carry on, you know, um, how, how was that, how was your game change to facilitate you being able to bat those longer, um, those longer innings um, that the coaches are requiring and, and requesting of you? I think it's just a matter of mindset. Um, so basically, when I reach that period between, say, 40, 50 runs, I dig a little deeper and I bat in. Well, I wouldn't say I play safer, but I think that's a period that I usually get out. So I just actually try and concentrate a bit more. And my fitness, I think, help a bit, a bit more this year. I worked on it a lot. Now, you, you're back into this Red Force team. Of course, you would have previously played for CCC. Um, and how does it feel now to have that role, as you mentioned, you know, a key role as stipulated by team management, um, as well as that, um, I guess, larger responsibility to be able to, to carry your innings as deep as possible? Um, well, basically, the role they like me to play was the same role as playing at CCC, um, to be positive in the first ten, um, and to bat as deep as possible. Um, I'll always relish that opportunity to relish that opportunity to represent um, Red Force and make my country proud. So I always look forward to it. Have, have you set yourself some personal goals? You already uh, crossed that 200 mark in just three innings um, uh, in, in this competition so far. Um, have you crossed or have you rather um, set any personal goals as far as your uh, eventual tally in the runs column uh, goes? Yeah, my personal goals are there. Um, still have a little way to go. So um, it's just work in progress for now. Still and have a little way to go with 200 already on the board, Kian. You must be aiming at upwards of five. <laughs> hope, hope, hopefully if I get there, it will be really, it'll be really pleasing to me. Uh, of course, getting there would mean, uh, I guess, certainly attracting the attention of, of selectors and that must be one of your, your goals in this competition as well you've had two uh, odi internationals two one day internationals under your belt um is that in in the in the future plans for kian otley getting into that west indies setup yeah i'll say that it will be in my future plans but for now i'm just think taking small steps and that will be um to take it one game at a time during the super 50 tournament and if you if you can throw your mind back, I'm not sure if you if you recall, you know, our days on the uh, the Hay Street field, um, you know, uh, what I guess has sort of kept you going in the game from then to now. You know, even then, you're always tabbed as a as a future West Indies prospect, and certainly a Trinidad and Tobago prospect. Um, what has kept you focused and grinding from then to now? I just say my um, passion for the game. I've been playing the game. Ever since I was a kid, loved the game. And I actually believe that you're never too old to learn. So I just continue to work on my game and and be patient, to be honest. And I believe I'll get there. 
Uh, we'll continue chatting with Keon Utley after this really short break here on Inside Judge. Stay with us, more to come. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Welcome back to Inside Edge, powered by Tiger Tanks, live here on CNC3, and of course, still live as well on Freedom 106.5. We continue our discussion with Keon Otley, who is the leading run scorer in this year's CG United Super 50 Cup so far, the Trinidad and Tobago Red Force left-handed opener. Keon, uh, just before we allow you to leave for the evening, uh, just talk a bit about, you know, the pitches that you've encountered so far. One of the comments that we've uh, heard in the lead-up to this tournament is that Trinidad and Tobago has offered by the three venues being used for this competition three different types of wickets. Um, you've had the opportunity now to play at the Oval as well as down south at the Branlar Academy. Speak a little bit about that and the possibilities, I guess, for uh, batsmen like you looking to chalk up the runs. Um, well, we had um, two games at the Queen's Park Oval. Um, in the morning, I say there's a bit of dew, but I think once the dew um, goes away, it's a good batting wicket. So it's good for 50 of our cricket. I say, same as for Branlar. Branlar is an excellent cricket facility, excellent for shot making as well. So you'll see like high scores as well throughout the Super 50. And I think the groundsmen are doing an excellent job with the boat wickets. I haven't been at UV, so can't really comment too much on it. Huh? All right, so in other words, the 500 looking very possible for you this season as your aggregate, Kian. Yeah, hopefully. Let's wait and see. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Keon Otley, Trinidad and Tobago Red Force batsman, opening batter, and of course, so far, the leading run scorer in this year's CG United Super 50 tournament. Andre, um, just your, your quick comments on, on Keon, I guess, his potential in this tournament, if he remains as positive as he seems to be. No, it's fabulous to see him getting in and among the runs. He's always been, for me, a, a very, very good player. Uh, now with the Red Force, um, and looking, the, I like the idea that he's changed his mind mindset which tells you that that's a very important part of the game and he's also been working on his fitness those are things that help you grow as a player and if some of the younger players around him uh, throughout the region can just uh, take a look at that and take something from it well then that's great news Good note to take you to our next, uh, I guess, uh, our next feature in this in this evening's program. We made it uh, sort of our business, our modus operandi, to feature as often as possible young and upcoming cricketers. And today, the man in the spotlight is Jason Agard. him and Agard picks another pepper. A cerebral bowler with a gift for fielding. Jason Agard has showed promise from a very young age. I started right in the backyard and I was fun and games and I got into competitive cricket in um, 2014. It was a bit rough at the start but you know 
The now 18-year-old Jason attributes a lot of his early success to his father, while his upward trajectory was later aided by keen coaching at Presentation College San Fernando. My, my dad used to play cricket, so he, he did most of the grooming, so it's been pretty much him from the start. It's Leonard versus the world, basically, so that's basically my upbringing. Presentation College, well, always, it has always been easy going, you know, it's just a, a calm environment where you can just be yourself. So there you get video opportunities to really, really excel. So it's been easy going, going for presentation because uh, last year was obviously the best season we had, you know, going unbeaten. Outstanding performances at secondary school paved the way for national representation. And the call-up excited the then 14-year-old. I was coming from school and my dad got a phone call. I was right next to him in the car, I think. And well, he delivered the news and I burst out and joy. You know, because it took, it took me a few years to get onto the national scene, so I was really excited. Uh, because before that, I was like, close to giving up. So it was just at the right, the right time. A medium pacer who exudes confidence, this prodigy puts much thought into his craft. Barber is 152 for nine. This one is bold. I'm a crafty bowler, I'm also a thinking bowler, not really fast, fast to say, but I, I think I'm the edge on most, most of my competition or peers because I use my, my head a lot with thinking, so it's a crafty and smart. So keep an eye out for young Jason Agard as he builds on his talents toward great things in the sport of cricket. Always so exciting and refreshing to see a young cricketer describe themselves as a thinking cricketer and he's not trying to out, out bowl you or pace you, but definitely outthink you and outsmart you. Uh, Andre, it's definitely refreshing. Yeah, always to see, nice to see young flourishing talent. A young man who seems to be enjoying his development. Uh, a nice, nice to see a left arm seamer. In um, um, developing nicely, the, the name Bernard Julian immediately comes to mind and he seems to be able to swing the ball quite a bit. So that's, that's nice to watch, and let's see how he develops. Yeah, great support system, it seems, as well from that Agard household. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to young Jason, and along may his success in the sport continue. Unfortunately, however, we've come to the end of our innings tonight here on Inside Edge for another Monday's edition. Definitely, we look forward to seeing you again. And stay tuned to CNC3 and Freedom 106.5 for all of the latest happening in the world of cricket definitely we have a lot to offer see you again next week on behalf of andre of course thank you to keon otley thank you to jason again you have a good night Tuned into the all-new Freedom 106.5. 106.5.